Hey, everybody. I'm Jenny Stone, and you're listening to Season 7, Episode 10 of HR Rescue. COVID-19, Employer Rights and Obligations During the Holiday Season. If this is your first time listening, welcome. The HR Rescue podcast provides business owners, new HR professionals, and HR Department of One with solutions and guidance on some of the most common HR issues. You can find us at hr-rescue.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Now, let's get into today's episode. The risks and liabilities associated with the COVID-19 pandemic have led a number of employers to consider how to approach the 2020 holiday season. In many cases, updating policies or work rules or requiring additional information before allowing an employee to return to work may be advisable. However, compliance requirements, governmental advisories, and employee relations concerns should be taken into consideration before an employer takes a strong stance against employee traveling, attending gatherings, or hosting personal events. An employer should consider its business goals, risk tolerance, and existing policies and procedures when navigating the 2020 holidays. An employer may enforce work rules and discipline policies that are in compliance with applicable law and that advance business goals. For example, some states prohibit an employer from disciplining an employee for lawful behaviors outside of work of off-duty activities. Therefore, depending on the jurisdiction in which the employer operates, the employers restricting employee off-duty travel or personal activities may run afoul of these legal protections. In addition, many leave laws contain retaliation or interference protections. Refusing an employee paid or unpaid leave to which they are entitled or disciplining an employee for taking leave or in any way interfering with their protected rights could be unlawful under federal, state, or local laws. However, an employer could harmonize its own paid leave policies with applicable paid leave requirements, for example, by enacting a paid time off policy that does not differentiate between sick leave, emergency paid sick leave, or vacation time off. In addition, an employer must enforce safety policies if an employee is exposing coworkers to a hazard. An employer should also enforce applicable quarantine requirements by jurisdiction. Temporary changes to policies in response to an emergent workplace condition, such as an increased risk of exposure due to pandemic state of emergency, may be appropriate. Policies, procedures, and work rules should be enforced consistently across the organization to avoid any apparent or actual unfairness, bias, or retaliation. An employer may wish to survey employees on their personal plans for the holiday season, including any plans involving holiday travel. These types of requests for information are allowed so long as they are consistent across the workforce and are made for legitimate business reasons, for example, assessing workplace safety or staffing needs. Therefore, a certain segments of employees should not be targeted specifically for these types of requests, for example, based on known disabilities or ethnicities. Employee communications are crucial to ensuring that employees receive accurate information from official, reliable sources. In addition to requesting information of employees, an employer may share statistics regarding the risk of travel, gatherings, or other non-work-related activities. Applicable policies like telecommuting, infectious disease, workplace safety, and any temporary changes or exceptions due to existing conditions. Available benefits, information on the availability of safety equipment, including masks and other protective equipment. Any required quarantine periods that may be applicable after engaging in certain activities. 
and consequences for workers who may become stranded at travel destinations, especially international locations, due to government travel restrictions and or mandatory quarantines. Employers may wish to require employees to complete the CDC's risk assessment to determine the workplace risks involved in traveling to a particular destination. A number of federal, state, and local governments have issued travel advisories or restrictions based on the pandemic. For example, a traveler may be subjected to a 14-day quarantine when traveling to a state experiencing a substantial increase in COVID-19 cases. In addition, there are a number of international travel bans and border closures that are currently in effect. The differences in travel restrictions vary widely. widely. Um, one state could require a mandatory 14-day quarantine, proof of testing, and contact tracing forms, while another state may simply encourage the wearing of masks. Because the level of detail in the federal, state, and local guidance varies, employers may wish to restrict an employee's personal travel plans. However, there may be legal and employee relations reasons to consider when taking this approach. How much an employer may require of employees and whether the leave may be paid or unpaid under applicable laws and regulations depends in part on whether a directive is enshrined in an executive order with an enforcement mechanism, for example, mandatory requirement, or in a simple recommendation in a travel advisory. For example, certain states protect an employee's legal off-duty activities. If an employee's activity is subject to an executive order, for example, a prohibition against hosting a family wedding for 500 guests, then the activity may not fit the definition of legal. But if an activity is simply discouraged under travel advisory with no enforcement mechanism, then off-duty legal activity protections will continue to apply. Of course, other obligations may also affect whether an employer may require a quarantine period or limit employee actions, including collective bargaining agreements. If an employer can allow for remote work for an employee post-travel without any resulting loss of productivity or negative impact on staffing, then many of these decisions would be made much easier. However, for jobs requiring on-site attendance, the practicalities of holiday travel during a pandemic become much more complex. In addition, the calculus may change for critical infrastructure workers, such as healthcare workers or those defined by the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. For those workers, longer quarantine periods may not be an option, and reporting to work while exposed or infected may actually be a reality. An employer may allow an employee to return to work as soon as the employee is available after holiday travel, a holiday gathering, or other potentially risky behavior without any restrictions. This is particularly true for travel jurisdictions in which there's no required quarantine period for travelers, or in a case of travel to a location with a low incidence of COVID-19. However, if the employee has traveled to a destination with a high risk of the pandemic spread or is engaged in a risky behavior such as attending a large gathering or event, an employer that allows the employee to return to work immediately may be running the risk of negative public health consequences that may result in exposure and possible infection of the workforce. A workplace outbreak could affect productivity, business continuity, and contract fulfillment, along with any resulting negative media coverage and potential liabilities with respect to workers' compensation and third-party negligence claims. An employer may require a 14-day quarantine for employees who travel over the holidays and provide paid leave as a requirement by company policy or applicable law. In areas where a quarantine is not mandated by an executive order or other formal enforceable government action, an employer-required quarantine with paid leave would minimize any workplace safety risks or negative public health consequences. 
However, these abundance of caution actions could also hinder business continuity and contract fulfillment, as well as lead to staffing shortfalls. These decisions may also set a precedent that is both expensive and unsustainable for an employer. Paying employees for 14-day breaks after travel may, in fact, encourage personal travel and lead to an unexpectedly high unplanned leave payments. Requiring an employee to quarantine without access to any paid leave, however, may result in overly harsh consequences in a difficult economic time. The decision may result in a decline in employee morale and lead to the organization being viewed as an undesirable place to work. In addition, when faced with the prospect of not receiving a paycheck over the holidays, an employee may choose to be less than truthful regarding their holiday travel, thus potentially exposing the workplace to an outbreak. An employer could encourage employees to return to work as soon as certain conditions are met. However, note that there are prohibitions against making disability-related inquiries and medical exams absent of showing that the test is job-related or it's of a business necessity and maybe reasonably involve a direct threat to the employer or others. An employer could require an employee submit proof of a negative test result for COVID-19 if the employee is engaged in holiday travel. For example, employers may require a proof of negative COVID-19 test on two separate occasions at least 48 hours apart. If an employee returns to work and is symptomatic, an employer may require the employee to leave the workplace and return to work only upon showing a doctor's note certifying the employee's fitness to return to work. An employer may also require a self-certification form or a self-certification form after exposure or some other acknowledgement that the returning employee has followed safety protocols while away from the office, has not been exposed to COVID-19, and is not experiencing any symptoms. Whichever option an employer chooses, from the least restrictive and most risk-tolerant to the most restrictive of employee conduct, the reasons for the choice should be business-related, lawful, and reasoned. And the reason should be communicated to the workforce early and often. Feel free to click the links tab on the player and download the self-certification form templates. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode of HR Rescue. The opinions expressed in this program do not represent legal advice, nor should they necessarily be taken as the views of HR Shield or its employees. Here we go.